the other thing too, I think is so important is just find examples of people who are going to be able to expand that like definition of success for you or expand on, you know, what it is you're doing. Like Mm -hmm. the world is vast. There are tons that there's like, there are people just like you doing things across the world, right? Find them and collaborate with them and, and commiserate with them. You know, like, listen, I'm trying to build a business and I'm pregnant and our our fundraiser, you know, or buy business, whatever it is, or advance the career. And I'm pregnant. It's like, there are examples in this world of people Mm -hmm. who succeeded doing just that. You got to find them, seek them out and, um, and ask for help. Hi guys, I'm your host, Megan Van Diepender, and this is the Empowerhood Podcast. I am so happy to have you here. You know, motherhood is hard, and we are going to talk about all of the hard things that just are not talked about enough. So buckle up and enjoy this episode. Yeah, everyone listening in today, we have Catherine Hever here. Welcome, Catherine. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit today about, of course, Catherine's going to tell us about her motherhood journey, but also her journey of being an entrepreneur um, and really doing both, right? Being a mom and being a business owner. Um, and I would also love to hear more about Palette, um, the co-working space that you created for men and women, but most specifically women to be able to, you know, encourage and lift each other up wherever you're at in your career. So Catherine, why don't you start it off and tell us a little bit about you? Who is Catherine? Yes, yes, of course. So yeah, thanks for having me. Um, my name's Catherine. I am a mom of three girls, um, ages nine, five, and four. And I am originally from the New Orleans area. I moved up here 10, 10 11 years ago uh, for my husband's job to the upstate New York region. And pretty pretty early on recognized that I um, would become a bar fly if I didn't go find something to do with myself you know <laughs> so we are, um, our first business venture was uh, Saratoga paint and sip studio it's a paint and sip business uh, that we opened uh, almost 12 years ago and or no we moved here 12 years ago opened that 11 years ago and um and it hit it took off like like wildfire right off the bat we opened another location i just like really enjoyed the the sense of flexibility that i had and being my own boss and creating you know really the life that i that i wanted or dreamed of at that point um and then you know about a year or two in i got pregnant for my first daughter uh, posy and I really started to recognize that I was missing the village, you know, the village mm-hmm. kind of like community around myself, um, being so far away from family and friends and not really feeling like I a uh, sense of belonging in the more business organizations that existed mm-hmm. and also not really feeling like I belong to a lot of the social organizations or, or clubs or communities that existed at the time. So I set out to create something that, that I would fit in to. Um, and, and that's essentially what palette it is. It's a female focused co-working space, community space for women who are ambitious. Um, they are, a lot of them are building businesses alongside growing their families. And, you know, if, if I had to describe myself, that would be it in a nutshell. It's like, I don't really define sex success as having a really amazing business and, um, you know, that piece of it without 
without also having a successful and happy and thriving family and marriage. So these are things that I'm trying to to advance and kick up the field together. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we have a lot of examples of that. You know, a lot of the times yeah. I've met entrepreneurs or business owners or leaders, and it's like, they're doing great in business and they're, or, or just in their career, you know, they're getting their promotions and they're advancing and they're leveling up and everything, but they don't ever see their kids. They're never at the bus. They don't drop off and pick up. They don't do, um, you know, a lot of the quality time with their kids or they're estranged from their kids. That's another one. Or they're divorced three times. And I'm like, those are not the people that I want to emulate. I want to emulate the, you know, people like who are working hard at both of these things and, um, and also being authentic about it, right? Like being honest and transparent about how hard it is to, to, to have that definition of success. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, as a fellow entrepreneur, I mean, it's always kind of like an evolving, you know, growth of a thing because it is hard and things change in your life and you have to adapt and pivot and, you know, with the both, right? And being a mom and your business. Um, But I think you're so right, Catherine. And I love that you said that, that it's like, it has to be the both. Like, I feel like our like culture kind of says it has to be all or nothing. Like you can't do it all and you, but I think you can just, you just really have to set your boundaries and, um, and know what you want too within your business and with your family as well and keep them as a top priority for sure. Yeah. I mean, abs- absolutely. I remember Oprah said this thing where it's like, you can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that that's bullshit. I think that you can have it all. You can have it all <laughs> at the same time, but your ass needs to ask for help and you need to, you know, get the support that you need, pull in the experts in their yeah. fields to help you manage stuff. I mean, I was just, I mean, I met Pallet and we were just talking, um, to another member and she was saying how, you know, her, her babysitter has now sort of become, you know, a house manager and sort of like helping around the house and cleaning and folding clothes. And, and I said, Oh my God, does she cook too? And she's like, no, that's the one thing I like to do. (laughs) And it's so important to know those things though. Like, what is it that you, what is a non-negotiable? Like, you know what you want to, you want to be the mom that picks up their kid from the bus Mm -hmm. every, every day. You can be that and still Mm -hmm. be a badass in business, but you may, there may be a little trade-off, but the trade-off isn't a negative thing. Like I, I do not like cleaning my house. That does not bring me joy. I don't think my kids, you know, um, are better off because I'm cleaning the house and nobody else is like, you know, it's like, so that's something that I, that, that I outsource. And, you know, the other thing, big thing that I outsource is the financials of my business. Like I am not Mm -hmm. the numbers person. I'm the storyteller. I'm the brand lady. I'm the networking of business development. But when it comes to looking at all the numbers and everything, that's not something that I'm an expert in. My business is not better off because I'm doing that. Right. Right. So that's something that I outsource and somebody takes on. But these are things that I, I can have, I can have it all. I feel like I do have it all, but it takes a lot of work and boundaries saying no when you got to say no, saying yes mm-hmm. when you got to say yes, and um, and being transparent with with everyone involved. And that's why that's why I, I love Palette so much because it's what I needed in my life. Mm-hmm. That accountability, the you know what, you're doing too much and you're trying to do everything. Like this is where you need to step back. And we have that at Palette. People are always kind of checking us and in a way that is positive and, and motivating, not shame on you because you're not, you know, at, at the, at the soccer game, you know, it's like, right. We're all, we're all very clearly aware of what our goals are and what we're trying to accomplish and we're doing it together. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think like for each individual mom and, you know, business owner or, you know, entrepreneur or whatnot, it's their priorities are different, right? No one's exactly the same. I mean, like you said, you don't like to clean your house, but someone else might love it. It might be like therapeutic for them. So it's like you got to find what you want to do and like create your own reality, right? And like make those circumstances happen. Um, Yeah. And I think too, I think it's so important to talk about it, right? mm -hmm. Like have this dialogue, you know, because I think sometimes people, you know, you grow up in in one type of household and Mm -hmm. you only have that one example of like, what your mom's role is and what your dad's role is, or if you had two moms or two dads, whatever, it's like, then you don't realize that, that there is another way that actually may bring you a lot of, a lot of sense of comfort and joy and stress relief, you know, like when somebody, I'll never forget when somebody told me like, um, early, early on, I was trying to do, I was trying to do everything. And I was like, I can't keep the house clean. Then I always felt like shit because the house was never clean. And, you know, and not even because like my husband was giving me crap about it, but he grew up in a house that was like super clean. They, you know, they, they like cleaned as they went. I remember my mother-in-law always told me that she's like, we just kind of like did it as we went where at my house, it was like, it was like a full house you know, um, clean session where yes. it's like on a whatever day, maybe only happened once a month because my side of the family is a little more, you know, chaotic, but it's like, there is another approach and there's another way that you can do things. And when we share that experience, it's, it's, um, it's awesome. I mean, again, like I was just talking to Sarah and she's like, I actually love cooking. And I'm like, uh, you know, I can have somebody come and cook for me every day. And I would, <laughs> It's also, so the other thing too, that I think is with women and moms is that mom guilt. And, you know, it's so powerful when you're able to just take that guilt off. It's a wasted emotion. It Mm -hmm. is truly a wasted emotion and it's not, it it has no use whatsoever. And so when you're able to kind of let that go and it's like, yep, I got somebody cleaning my house. I got somebody picking up my kid from school. I got somebody cooking us dinners and, um, and I'm able to like be the best version of myself because I'm not stressed about any of that. Yeah. 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 I think it's just like what, what you want as an individual. I mean, I did an episode where it was like stay at home mom or career. Like what's the right answer? It's like, there is no right answer. What is right for you? You know, there's nothing wrong with staying home with your kids. That's probably the hardest job you'll ever have. And there's nothing wrong with building a business or, you know, having this crazy successful career. It's just like, what is success for you? You know, and you really have to define that yourself. No one can tell you that you have to figure out for yourself and decide for yourself. Cause like you said, like, you know, we see a certain stereotype growing up, um, you know, in the movies, you know, TV shows and stuff. And it's like, we kind of think that might be what it is. I mean, I know when before I went out on my own, I was like, I have a baby. Like, I can't open a business. You know, that was like what was going on in my head. But I had plenty of support around me that they were like, you know, you should do this. Like, this is a great idea. You're going to do great. And with that support, I was able to get past that mentality, you know, and open my first business. And it was super successful and whatnot. Um, But like, in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, I'm a brand new mom. I'm not supposed to like own a business right now, but why not? You know, why not? Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember, um, you know, this is the other piece and I kind of like maybe regurgitating this information, but it's like, it's so powerful to be able to surround yourself with people who, um, who don't think you're crazy. They're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, Oh yeah. You're, you got three kids and three businesses. (laughs) And like, that's, that's awesome. What's next, you know? Right. It's like, it's like those types of people versus like, what are you doing? This is too much. You're going, you're driving, you're, you're going to drive yourself mad, you know? So it's like, you got to surround yourself with people, not, and not people who are just going to like blow smoke up your ass because right. I certainly don't need that in my life either, but you need, you know, you need support. You need people. Yeah. And they are, and then the other thing too, I think is so important is just 
find examples of people who are going to be able to expand that like definition of success for you or expand on, you know, what it is you're doing. Like Mm -hmm. the world is vast. There are tons that there's like, there are people just like you doing things across the world, right? Find them and collaborate with them and, and commiserate with them. You know, like, listen, I'm trying to build a business and I'm pregnant and our our fundraiser, you know, or buy business, whatever it is, or advance the career. And I'm pregnant. It's like, there are examples in this world of people Mm -hmm. who succeeded doing just that. You got to find them, seek them out and, um, and ask for help. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, when you started Palette, you said you had just had your daughter, right? Now, did she kind of push you to open Palette or like what kind of got the idea going, like becoming a mom or what was it? Yeah. So I, so I had, um, so for for Peyton Sip, I had started Peyton Sip before I had kids, you know, just a couple of years before I had kids. Um, but Palette, I, I I'm trying to think what the timeline. I was pregnant when I was launch <clears throat> when I was launching it. So it was like we we opened the um, we opened Palette in June 2019. Her birthday's August 10th. So okay. in January, it was either December or January. I had signed a lease <clears throat> to open Palette. And it was like the following week I went to my OB and, you know, just like a checkup, whatever. And they were like, you're pregnant. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? How is this possible? Right. Well, obviously I was breastfeeding because uh, Ruby was. Um, oh, so this was you your know, second child. Be, this is my third. So oh, Ruby, third. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I had Posey. At, I don't know how, how old was she at the time? Uh, seven at the time. No, that's not right. How old was she? She must have been, I don't know. I can't do the math, the backwards <laughs> math, but I had Posey. I had um, Ruby was about 10 months old at this point. I was okay. still breastfeeding her yeah. and, you know, hadn't had my period, didn't realize I was pregnant, yeah. whatever, you know, yeah. um, I was very early on pregnant, but, you know, anyway, I took that as a sign that like I was on the right track. Like I was yeah. signing a lease pregnant she was a girl. I was doing all this like women's empowerment stuff. And I was like, this is like a message from, you know, the universe to say like, keep going. And, you know, and it was kind of just like, well, I guess we're going to do this too. And I mean, I have pictures of, um, cause, cause palette, we've completely self-funded it. So pre-sold memberships as a means to raise the capital to open up this business. And, um, and I've, you know, I've leveraged the success of Peyton Sip against it as well to, to launch it. Um, but I have, you know, photos of me hugely pregnant, <laughs> pitching pallets to people to join as a, as a, you know, as a membership. And then I have pictures of her in the baby carrier. So I did yeah. it all while I was pregnant, while I was, you know, had a newborn. I mean, and that, that is in hindsight, a little, it was a lot. Yeah. And it was like, I think I was almost, I was so high on life and like had this baby and I was like, just on fire. Yeah. Um, But that, like that, level of tenacity and energy and just flow is not sustainable, you know? So I definitely have like a very, like lots of experiences of like the highs are highs, the lows are low. And it really is like this up and down roller coaster versus just like, you know, rolling with it. But I'm just like, that's, I'm an intense person. I'm an all in kind of person. It's like, I'm either, um, you know, opening a brand new business with the baby or, or I'm like, I want to quit. I don't want to do this. anymore. <laughs> I mean, I love that about you though. And I think one of my More, questions I need was, to take a break, you know, so it's like, it's, it's very, I'm intense. Right. I mean, it's one of my favorite things about you though. I feel like 
you're not scared. You're fearless. And like as an entrepreneur, obviously, we're always taking risks. So I guess one of my questions is like, what would you say to moms out there that have these dreams and hopes or like ideas and, you know, because an idea is nothing unless you take action, right? So you have to take action with it. So like, what would you recommend? Um, well, so I have to, I have to like, like correct this statement because I, I don't, I don't, I'm not fearless. I'm definitely scared <laughs> shitless the whole time. And I, and I, I'm just like a worst case scenario person. And I have a larger, like the large, I have a, the fear of regret far outweighs like fear of failing or fear of, you know, bankruptcy or whatever. I mean, I'm just like, I have this higher threshold for like, I cannot go to bed at night feeling like I didn't try that thing or I'm not point. I'm not, I'm not working towards something that I really want. Um, and so, um, but, but your question, maybe you have to repeat the question because I was like hung up on the fearless thing. I think that that's a big, that's just like such a thing though. Like, I think people think like people who are successful or they're doing all these things are like not scared and they're, they are, they're absolutely scared. And I, and I think anybody who you meet that says, Oh, I'm fearless is full of shit. Oh, I agree. Cause I mean, well, I guess it depends how you use that fear or scared, right? How you channel that energy. Cause, but I love how you channel it and you're right. Like, I mean, you know, I think entrepreneurs are very confident because of course you take a risk, right? With any idea that you have and that you go out there and put it into the world, it's a risk. You don't know if it's going to, you know, be successful or a failure. Um, And we definitely fail a lot. But I think like we're all scared, like you said, but you just, you channel it very well. I will say that. It's a compliment, except. Thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And I think that I, I don't know if that's like just a survival mentality that I have or, um, you know, my, my mom instilled a lot of that, like, like have no regrets sort of like yeah. vibe where, you know, her, both of her parents passed away when she was 14. And I think she, she didn't get to do a lot of things that, or they didn't get to do a lot of things that are, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't experience, you know, a lot of, a lot of things that she wished she would have. So she's always like, you know, tomorrow's not promised and yeah. you could drop tomorrow. And we used to know, so make sure you go to bed, you know, having giving, given it your all and yeah. given it your best. And, um, and then the rest, the work, the rest works itself as what she's always said. It's like, it all works out, you know, but yeah. I'm like, sometimes you do have to take the action. You know, you can't just manifest stuff. You got to like take the action. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, for me, I'm like a big dot connector. Uh, mm-hmm. like I believe like whatever, whatever the next step is, like, what are the next five things that you can do to actualize some of these goals? Yeah. Um, and that. then another another thing that I tell myself a lot of the times, and I I don't know if I've where I've really picked this up on, is like, have I done everything yeah. that I could possibly do to yeah. make this goal a reality? And, and and that's every day. It's like, did I do everything today that I that I could have done? Okay. And you know, most of the time it's no. It's like, right. and then but that's but that's part of like the motivation to get back out there the next day and yeah. do the, do the damn thing, whatever yeah. it is, you know. So, um, I mean, when when the when it's really hard and you're like, oh my god, this isn't working. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm depleted and I'm burnt out. It's like, well, well, am I meditating? Am I running? Am right. I walking? Am I doing? Am I moving my body? Am I eating right? You know, and it's usually like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Well, that's why I'm feeling so exhausted and depleted and burnt out because I'm not doing all these things that I know help me and refuel me and keep me moving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself 
in there, whether you own a business or not. I mean, with just with kids, you need to take care of yourself for sure, because that can get out of hand. Yeah. yeah. And that's another like very gray definition of what that is. You know, I mm-hmm. think like self-care, self-love, self-preservation, mm-hmm. we get them all mixed up. Yeah. You know, I don't think like, and, and, and it's, it's different to everyone. So I think we are, there is this like evolution of self-care that is a little more deep than just like going to get your nails done. Um, I'm actually going to Kripalu this weekend. Have you ever been to Kripalu? No. What's that? It's like a, it's, it is a yoga retreat center. So you can go there if you're trying to get, um, like yoga trained or become a yoga teacher, but they also do like like I'm not a yoga person. I'm not going to be ever probably ever be a yoga instructor, but you also um, can go there for different programs and stuff. So Elizabeth Gilbert is speaking. She's doing a program there this weekend. She is who wrote um, Big Magic and Pray Love. Love. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. So um, it's her and this other woman who's like a Oprah's guru or whatever is doing a program there. And I'm like, I'm going, I can't wait. I'm excited. Where is it? It's in Lenox, Massachusetts. So it's like oh, an okay. hour and a half, two hours away. Well, that's not bad. That's and so random. Lenox, Massachusetts. I know. I know. But Megan, they, I went back, I went in March. It was the first time I ever gone to do something like a silent, not even, it wasn't even a silent retreat, but they have, there's like things that you like, they don't let you like no cell phones. You got to leave that cell phone yeah. in your hotel room or your, or they do dormitories. Like you can share a dorm with people. Okay. <laughs> um, and um, so there's a silent breakfast and I was oh. so nervous about this because I'm such a talker yeah. and I'm so social. It's like I sit next to anybody, like no one's a stranger. I can sit next to anybody. Like I, I'm the worst to sit next to on planes or trains because I <laughs> feel obligated to hold a conversation. And yeah. I think silence is, I just have it. I'm challenged by that. It's very so, hard. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a silent <laughs> breakfast and oh my God. That is like what I'm looking most forward to. Okay. It's so nice. Just like everyone goes into this food hall and you sit down, you get your food, you sit down and you just, you don't talk. It's so cool. Do you do anything? You just eat. That's it. You just, you just eat. Okay. For how long? It's it's like, yeah, I think the hour, I think it's like an hour or two hour. I think it's like breakfast is like an hour and a half or something like that. Breakfast is an hour and a half that you can't talk? Well, no, I think that you go in, it's more like a cafeteria style. Oh, so you okay. go in, you get breakfast, you sit down. And then like, there's all sorts of programs going on at this place. It's like there, um, like, like the, in March I went to, you could also do like this. Um, this is also not an ad by the way. I'm, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like paying to go to this place. They haven't, they, you know, I just want to be clear. Um, cause I sound like I'm being paid, well, but, um, sounds like you really like it. It's, it's just so amazing. And there's like, they all, there's all sorts of different programs that you can sign up for, or you could just go for like an R and R and you can go and stay there and you get food included, but you don't have to like go to any programs. Mm. But I felt like that was also a challenge for me. Like I need to go to a program. I need to yeah. be like told what to do next, or yeah. I'll just sit in my, I'll, I would sit in my room and, and work. I would like open right. up my laptop and work. Right. So um, um, so yeah, I went back in March and it was um, a program on intuition and, you know, trusting your intuition and healing energy. And I'm getting, I'm, I guess I could, you could say like, I'm on a spiritual journey. Yeah, I'm, like, I love trying that. To, I'm doing some new things just to yeah. try to like chill myself out a little bit. Cause yeah. I mean, I'm, I am, I've been told 
that I am very intense when you meet me and I'm like very amped up high energy kind of like uh, intense. So it would, it would benefit me to kind of like relax a little. <laughs> I mean, meditation and all of that does wonders for me as well. So, I mean, it sounds like it's really good for you. And that, so this is your way to find restoration through all of the busyness of being a mom and a business yeah. owner. Yeah. I think yeah. perspective too. It's, yeah. just, it's, it's, um, in, so Palette's been around for four years now, four years, and it's just, it's important to, mm-hmm. you know, take a step away, you know, yeah. from the day in day out, um, you know, grind. And, and I mean, again, I'm like so big on like, you know, finding your people and making sure like what I've, what I've created is like, I have integrated my entire life to be both business, career, family, marriage. It's all, it's all intertwined. It's like, I go from drop off to, you know, a, a meeting about a collaboration with like a media companies, you know, and then, and then, you know, you get called into, you know, the, the doctor or whatever to, I have to like switch my insurance. You know, it's like women, Mm -hmm. we just like, we just like switch this all up like day in, day out. And it's like, it's, it's intense and it's not sustainable to go at it like that day in, day out, unless Mm -hmm. you have these other resources that you're tapping into. And it's, it's almost, it's almost, it's, 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 it really is a challenge that Mm -hmm. I'm proving out whether or not it's even possible. Because I think like back in the day you went to work and you acted like you didn't have kids, you know, Mm -hmm. you were expected to go to work and pretend like you didn't have, you know, drama at home that you were dealing with. And then you're supposed to show up at home. Like you're not stressed about work or paying those bills or, you know, making those employees happy or whatever, you know, so, and I think what I've done is like, I couldn't operate in that world. I actually had a very hard time. Like when I was, I did an internship in college for BCBG. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to school for fashion merchandising. I wanted to move to New York city and be like a buyer for Macy's or whatever. Okay. And I did an internship there and it I failed. I failed at it so badly because I cannot departmentalize my life myself in that way. Like I couldn't mm. show up to work like I wasn't like eating ramen noodles at night and and working with all these women power women who were like loaded and I just like I just couldn't disconnect I couldn't disconnect yeah. these two worlds and I basically was fired because I couldn't like keep it professional yeah. um and but but I've like created this sort of like world where I am my authentic self and I'm merging all mm-hmm. these entities in my life together Um, and it's, it's very, very hard. It's very challenging Mm -hmm. because you then have to have very strong boundaries. You have to be emotionally intelligent or at least working towards, you know, being emotionally evolved to be able to, you know, tell people, no, I can't do that. And, or yes, and you can't be a people pleaser. It's like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, And I'm, I'm, I am working at it. So I haven't, I haven't, I haven't determined that it's possible. I believe it's still possible. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah, I do think it's a work in progress. I think just owning a business because, you know, you're not only building a business, you're building you too, right? Like you change and grow and evolve just as much as your business is going to like grow and evolve. You are with it. Um, But I think like keeping those boundaries in mind, I feel like with my first business, I made so many mistakes and I'm still making mistakes. Don't get me wrong. But like, it's like, 
you know, I t- you take what you learn, right? And you kind of put it into your next business or whatever and you make it better. And, you know, as a parent, you really do have to have that strong support system and boundaries to be able to get through owning a business. And right. knowing what makes you feel good. Like you said, like, I mean, whether it's running, eating good, you know, going to a retreat, any of those things. Like, because like you said, you have to find sustainability within your days. Like whether that's like just delegating tasks to other people or like prioritizing, you know, what's most important today? You know, what can I do tomorrow? You know, because it's like it, it is it's impossible to do it all. I mean, you're just going to like die trying to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not worth it. It's not it's worth not. dying. <laughs> definitely not worth dying. And it's definitely not worth sacrificing your health either. I do think there is a healthy way to do it. I mean, are you going to have burned out days or burned out times? Sure. But you, I mean, I think maybe being able to recognize that and taking a break, you know, and kind of catching yourself in it is progress, right? To when before you get to the point where you're like, all right, I'm like sick now because I didn't sleep well. I didn't take care of myself. And now I have a cold or whatever. Um, So if you can catch it beforehand, you know, and you're like, all right, I'm like in a downward spiral of just work, 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 running around with my head cut off. You know, if you catch it beforehand, you know, so I interviewed Leah, one of your members the other day on stillness. And I think, oh, yes. With, I mean, she's just the best, but like as moms, I think being still is like the hardest thing you could ask someone to do. Like, so when you said quiet breakfast, I mean, I guess at least you can move around, but like, you know, just being still in your thoughts, you know, meditation is so hard for women because all, all of a sudden, all of the things that we have to do is just like going through our brain. So it's so hard. But if we become aware of that and, you know, know what we want, know what we can't do and what we can do well, you know, it really just saves us so much time and energy, you know, from not reacting, not being angry, you know, taking care of ourselves, not losing our temper as much. I mean, obviously that's going to happen sometimes. But if you just become more aware of it within yourself, which Leah, I'm like, can I just be you? You're just so, she's like such a light. Like I just, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Like yeah. she's just oh, so no. amazing. No, so you're not wrong. I can't wait for that episode to come out when she talks to just about like how to find stillness within yourself as a mom. But like, so your way of finding stillness, you said you meditate, right? I try. Yeah. I, I'm working towards, I, so I use Insight Path and it's got so many, it's Insight Timer, not Insight Path. In, that's a, that's a, another company. Um, Insight timer is like um okay is an app and it's got all these meditations and affirmations and what I do a lot is like at night so I'm a night owl so if if I um and my my husband's traveling for work so I'm home not alone like at the kids but it's like I'm I'm up in bed by myself I'm like I'm gonna work I'm just gonna open up my laptop and go through emails and I love the uh schedule send feature (laughs) because I'll stay up until like 4am like sending out emails and all those people wake up and they're like wow she's up at 8am I'm like nah not quite but um (laughs) so I love that feature but uh, insight timer is an app that I use at night so it's like you know what I gotta go to bed and in order for me to go to bed I listen to this meditation it just like puts me to sleep all right um and then the other thing this is another like what is the definition of of meditation for you because it could be you know, crocheting, it could be running, it could be swimming, it could be, you know, it could be movement. So Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't have to be like you sitting in, you know, you know, in yoga pose and, you know, contemplating your breath, it could, it could be so many different things. So discover what that is for you and discover what works for you. And then you just got to be consistent and do it, you know, and I'm, I'll be the first to tell you, I don't get it right. I, I mean, there'll be times when I'm like, Oh, wait, 
I'm feeling this way and I haven't meditated in, in, mm. in days and I haven't, you know, eaten a good meal. And so it's like, you do have to hold yourself accountable to like get through that. And when you're in the, when you're feeling super low and like depressed and just like, mm-hmm. it's so, it is so hard to get yourself get your mind right again to kind of like remember that it's a wave and you know Mm -hmm. you just got to come back up by that even feel it i mean i i don't i mean i don't know how much time we have but i did just have like this huge health scare a month ago and i struggled you know like a week later i was like i should be able to bounce back i should i got shit to do and i'm like ready to go and i had to like i reached out people I know would be able to hold, like hold me accountable and tell me what was going on. Um, Dr. Astrock, he's a member of Palette. He's a psychiatrist and we've become really good friends. I called him and I was like, I think this is so un- unprofessional, but like, can you give me something? Because I have not felt like so riddled with anxiety and depression yeah. and, and, um, and helplessness in, in some time. And I'm like, I need to get myself back into the swing of things. And he just told me, he's like, actually, you don't, you almost died your hormonal uh, hormones are out of control and you're not well. So you, so you're actually experiencing everything that a normal person would experience, but you um, haven't felt this way in a while. So I was like feeling depressed, hopelessness, helplessness, suffering. And, you know, most people I think would like pick up a drink, not most people, I don't know what most people would do, but it's like somebody might pick up a drink or a vice to kind of like hold them, like get themselves through it. Well, my vice is asking for help, you know, and telling people like what the hell is going on so they can tell me like, no, you're not crazy or yes, you are crazy. Let's go to four winds. I'll meet you there. (laughs) Or, or is it like, you know, like, I don't know, I'm not an expert in this. I've never experienced this before. So like, what is normal, you know? So it's just, um, it's hard. It's so hard to, and I, I think it's important to be clear about that. Right. Because people, I think maybe will look at me and think, oh, wow, she bounced back. You know, it's been four weeks or five weeks and, um, you know, she bounced back. I'm like, I did not bounce back if this is bouncing back, it's, it's, I don't know, we need to change the definition of that too, because it's, it's been really, really challenging and just, um, shit, like a, like a shakeup as far as like mental, mentally, it's like, am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I spending enough time with my kids? Am I, you know, am I even making the impacts that I think I am making? And, you know, tomorrow is not promised and it was a real, it was real scare. And so it just makes you kind of question the path you're on and what you're doing with yourself or what I'm doing with myself. So it's been, it's been a a journey. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like moments like that, I mean, I haven't had like a near death experience, but um, you really have to reflect on what's important to you, right? Was that like going through your head? Like, like you said, I need Am I spending enough time with my kids? Like, am I doing the right thing every day? Like, that is so hard because when you're questioning yourself, like, do you feel like you had regrets or like what was coming up in your mind that was like making you feel so down? Okay, so this is so intense. And I don't know, I don't know if this is like if your your people are gonna be like, wow, that was deep. But I honestly <laughs> felt like okay, had I had I died. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like this is it's a lot to unpack, but I was kind of like wow, if I died, like my kids would be good. They would be totally surrounded and supported with love and um, support. And like, they're good kids. Like they're, you know, well-adjusted and grounded and like for, for the time being, you know, like they'd be good. They'd be fine. You know, my, my husband, like 
not that he ha- wasn't not that he needed to step up but like he did and he you know yeah. took off time of work was home with the kids and it was like it was like wow i think he would be all right <laughs> you know and like even like palette and paint and sip and another company i'm involved in it's like everything everything went smoothly while i was like yeah. you know in the hospital and mia for a couple of weeks and it made me feel like wow like the impact has been made and the legacy has been created. And so like, I could maybe take my foot off the gas a little bit and, and relax and chill and just kind of like be, everything's going to be okay. And, um, but that in itself is like depressing, right? Like being, because what to work for now, is that what you're saying? Like, what are your goals or, or just like, um, yeah, like I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's a normal occurrence to somebody to think like, I mean, I could die tomorrow and things would be fine. Right, you know, you'd be even... happy with how your life turned out. You're saying, well, I'd be dead. Right, <laughs> but like you would be proud well, of what you created, I guess. Exactly. Right, like, and I am proud. I am, in, I am proud of the of the strides and the the um, advancement that I've made in my own life and my kids' lives and my businesses like I feel all right you know so obviously I do not want to die and I don't want to stop doing what I'm doing but it is just like this moment in time where it it does really feel like time is still and I'm I'm good I feel like wow all right so it's like a almost like a reset um where it's like okay now now what or what's next or um and I'm also okay with like nothing coming after this and maybe just being okay yeah I mean I love that like you're you didn't have any regrets and I feel like that's what you said before is like I don't like to go to bed thinking like I didn't try my hardest or like I didn't do enough and I I think that goes to show right there that you've done everything right you worked your butt off you know if you reflect on that when you have like a near-death experience I mean that's huge but I know what you're saying though because with like as an entrepreneur and having a creative mind you're like what am I supposed to do next like what are my next goals what am I going to work towards type of thing yeah well well and that's like that's like the piece of it like what if there is no goal like there, like it's okay if there's no goal and you can just like focus on you and uh be with your family and be with your you know co-workers and and it just like and and just be right like that's a real like and back to the stillness uh, (laughs) the stillness right so (laughs) it's like there you don't have to you can decide that's another big piece of it is like I could actually decide to to uh just do nothing and like all the things that I have worked for in the last 10 years would continue yeah to to evolve and so it's it's it was a really cool (laughs) I hope no one has to like learn this that way but um it's been it's been just like a kind of like an aha like big picture like um I don't know how to explain it like uh like I'm 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 fascinated by the whole experience and it's it's kind of been it's been just an eye-opener yeah for sure I think it's like important to say too like oh, I just totally lost my train of thought when you're giving like when we're talking to moms out there that have an idea and that want to you know start their idea as a business like you created these businesses to run up by themselves right like you hired the people to do the things that need to be done to continue these businesses on that now you can focus on you 
especially after this like health scare and whatnot, that you can let it go and they're still going to run smoothly. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay, So this is a big, this is like a big thing, right? Like every, it's so important. Like most leaders that are entrepreneurs that we meet, they, they have a big ego or just like when you think of an entrepreneur, you think of a leader, like, wow, big ego, fancy car, lots of money. You know, I just like, I don't think that that's sustainable. I think like the most, Mm -hmm. the most, um, important, I mean, not the most important, but an important notion of being a leader or being business owner or starting your own business is that you are replaceable, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's important to kind of like sit with that, right? Right. So anybody, you can train anybody to do what it is you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if you like, and I am a creator, I'm a builder. I like to start things. I like to create SOPs and then be able to hand them off and put together like processes of like, this is, this is the business plan. This is the playbook. And this is how you do it. I love that piece. Right. So, um, but there, but like, even me, I'm like, I'm replaceable. Like if, if I were to, you know, stop tomorrow, the businesses would go on. Um, and there are people there that, that can take the torch and run with it. Right. Like it's, it's been, it's created now. So, um, any advice that I would have for people who are contemplating getting started, Mm -hmm. um, is well, obviously to just, to just start, you don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have it all figured out. I mean, I, when I started palette, it was a cafe. Now it's a co-working and community space. And most of our members are digital. They don't even come into the space. So it's, um, it's, it's not figured out. It's constantly evolving and it can evolve for you also. And so I would Mm -hmm. say just connect the dots, right? Like just, just make that first step. And once you're in it, you know, there is no turning back. It's like, right. you know, like at this point in my life, there's no way that I could not be part of palette, right? Like, mm-hmm. or be part of paint and sip, like these things I created and they exist now and they're going to continue to evolve, but you know, they, they're mine, you know, and they're yeah. there. It's, it's a very rewarding feeling to have created something in the world that's having an impact on your community. Yeah, um, and so, and again, back to like the fear of regret, my, my fear of regret will far always outweigh any other fear that I have. Um, yeah. because, so I would like, like keep that in mind, right? Like when you're creating a business, like just, I mean, you're going to be scared, but don't let it hold you back. Right. Well, you like everybody's scared. I mean, yeah. and again, like anybody who tells you that, oh, I'm fearless, they're full of shit. Everyone is scared. No one knows what they're doing. <laughs> and we're all just figuring it out together. Right. Yeah. And for me, I think that's the most fun part of it is I do not feel alone. Um, yeah. I do not feel like um, helpless when it comes to like when there is a problem. I have I have like a dozen people within arm's reach to you know, ask for help. And it's not, it's, um, painful and there's no guilt behind it. They want to help. They want to be of service too. They want to collaborate and it's just, it's always just more fun that way. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that keeps coming up lately that it's coming up like, you know, 80% of cultures all over the world still raise children in, you know, communities, right? Yeah, and, you villages. know, in the United States, yeah, in villages and United States, because you always hear that saying, like, it takes a village, and it really does. But we don't do that here. We're all supposed to, you know, just go do it on our own. And, you know, that's just normal here. So having that village or creating your own village is just, it's huge. And I love what you've done with Palette, for sure. Um, and just, like, yeah, well- supporting women. Yeah, well, and I just think it's, 
Well, it, again, it's really important to define what supporting women looks like or feels like or costs, okay? Because it costs money to um, create that village, right? Like yeah. you, the babysitter needs to get paid, the, yeah. the cleaner needs to get paid, and also the mom needs to get paid, right? To acknowledge right. the work that you're doing as a stay-at-home mom is, I don't know what the number is, but I think it's like, in, in reference, it's like $180,000 or so is like what, wow. what a stay-at-home mom would is is what she's um like it's like the measurement of the gdp or whatever like what 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 is she giving up to be at home or what is she saving a household to be at home yeah that's how much it is so it's like you got to make sure that that you you've planned for all of that type of um support to Mm -hmm. to be sustainable right so it costs money to to build the village and um and then it's also just again this is like another like uh, like revelation that i had when with this health thing it's like my kids were and my family was so supported during that time i mean yes i was supported and i think a lot of people like oh well obviously she she's the founder of this community like they're all gonna like rally for her but it was like my kids my kids had their own rallying of play dates and um and just like the women that are around my children are diverse they come from different um backgrounds and perspectives and it makes them stronger humans like they're going to grow up and be able to be okay because I'm not the only one raising them right like they have these other powerful amazing women um who who wrap their love and support around them um in my presence and in my absence right Right. so it's important it's powerful and then the other thing too is like when people say like you know women supporting women or you know that to me is showing up So when someone shows up for you, as in like you're holding an event and people rally around you, people show up when you're sick and they want to help you. Um, They answer the phone when you call them, they answer the text message and you're, when you're venting, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is, is another, I just think a huge, powerful piece. It's, it's a, it's one of the like KPIs of like why this community is so successful and thriving is people show up here. They are actively supporting each other in ways that, Again, yes, we need to, it takes money, but in, in ways that are not financial. Right. And I right. find that that's, that is just as, as um, important because even if people were here and they were like paying money to be a member and then never showing up, yeah, um, that's, that's not proving out, you know, the concept or the, the notion that um, women are supporting women. So right. You need that connection because connection, yeah. you know, it's part of a healthy life, right? You have to have connection with other human beings. It's like isolation is someone was like saying this during COVID. It's like smoking a pack of cigarettes a day or something like that, being isolated and alone. So like you need that connection with other people. Yeah. The, yeah, the Surgeon General came out and said like, what a, what a epidemic it is. Isolation yeah. um, is important. And, and, and and community and engagement, right? Connection right. that that is all gonna be able to uh, stifle that for you. Yeah. And I think too, it's just like you look, you get in, you get, we all get in some ruts, and we're like, you know what? I don't want to go to that event. I don't want to go yeah. do that. Yeah. You don't have to, but you will be missed. And these people will reach yeah. out to you, and they'll say, "Listen, you weren't there. Are you doing okay?" I mean, it's like, it's it's so essential to survival to have people who um have your back yeah yeah I feel like it's like networking and beyond you know it's like you're creating these friends 
and yes. networking your business at the same time. Right. So I I don't think you've ever been to one of our lunch lady lunches. No, I just saw your email though. You have one coming yeah. up. So I'll have to yeah. come to that one. I'm actually coming yeah. in on the 18th. I'm going to come in with Leah in the morning. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So that's like, that is what that, I think that was actually the breeding ground for Palette is when I started to do these lunches, lunch ladies lunches. And I was like, listen, this isn't networking. This isn't business. This it's is just fun. like, let's get together and have lunch. Let's dress up and make it fun. And what started to happen is that these women were working together and collaborating right. and referring business to each other. And that's how women are. We show up for right. each other. We create relationships with each other. Those relationships are fostered through, um, you know, guidelines or community values. And then they start collaborating and working with each other and spending money with each other. And, you know, again, when when women make more money, the whole planet is better off because we're the one, we're the ones making it and spending it. Right. Um, so, <laughs> Very true. Yeah. I mean, women are the biggest consumers in the world. We yeah. are the ones buying the groceries, buying the kids clothes, um, buying our husband's clothes. I mean, we, we buy parents stuff. Like we are the yeah. consumers of, of all of it. So when you impact that person, you're, you know, the whole, the whole village grows and is strengthened. Yeah. Yeah. So everything you've created, you know, what are your dreams? What are your goals for the next, you know, five to 10 years? Do you have any? Are you going to take a step back or what are you thinking? Oh, no. The goal is always global domination through, <laughs> through kindness and collaboration. I mean, I, yes. I, I'm, I live and breathe that every day and I'm yeah. serious. I think yeah. that the more communities we can create that support women um, in the ways that I mentioned, the, mm -hmm. the whole planet will be a better place and healthier yeah. place. And, um, and yeah, that's my goal, my mission yeah, until the end I of time. Oh yeah. God, you're the best. I mean, what would you say? So, I mean, everyone obviously in the capital region, you know, join palette if you're close enough or actually you're not in the capital region, right? You're Saratoga. Yeah, well, I consider a Saratoga capital region. I okay. mean, I think I think it's that's a whole nother conundrum with this this whole region, upstate New York. Yeah. Where does that begin? Where does that end sort of thing? But yeah, I mean, the foothills of the Adirondacks and we're also in Schenectady, but we yep. have partners all over the country now. So if you're okay. in New York City, if you're in L.A., if you're in Houston or Atlanta and yep. you're a member of Pallet, you can also work from those spaces. Um, yeah. They're all listed on our website, which is palletcommunity.com and um, and vice versa. So any of those people who are members of those organizations and communities, they're aligned with our mission. They're aligned with our values. They're okay. demonstrating all of what we talked about on a daily basis. They've been vetted. So when you go there, you're not going to like meet a bunch of mean girls. Um, yeah, I was and, just actually looking at the one in Clifton Park hangar. Yeah, yeah. Hang yeah. So we have local partners too. So Hangar, okay. Blake Annex, and Hone Co-Works. Okay. Um, those are all in Clifton Park, Albany, yep. and um, and Gilderland, I believe. Okay. Cliff, you know, on Wolf Road is where um, Hone Co-Works is. So yeah, I mean, it's like, it's not reinventing the wheel here. It's collaborating with yeah. other entities that are also trying, you know, working towards the same mission. And right. the more that we can collaborate, the the bigger, the bigger and better the pie is. And there's, there's yeah. room for everybody. And um, I think that the more that we continue to hold each other accountable and demonstrate these things, like the more prevalent we're going to see it. So yeah. we're going to see more kindness and we're going to see more joy in the world. Yeah. And more women lifting women up. I feel like it's, you know, out there that we don't do that, but we do. We do and we don't, right? So it's this and sort of situation. Right. But but the more that we do it, 
the less prevalent the donors, you know, and the haters yes. and the mean girls, they they just won't have a place. And yeah. eventually will eventually they will come over to the to the to the light side. Um but it's it takes time, you know, yeah. and so I think like a, you know generations ahead of us were very competitive, and in order to have a seat at the table with all the boys, you got to make sure that you were the yeah. only, you know, there was a seat for one woman, if any, you had to be that woman, and so you yeah. were like, ruthless. you know, elbowing, ruthless, relentless is another term that comes to mind, where it's just like, you know what, it's just like it's unnecessary. There's enough, yeah. there are enough tables for all of us and the yeah. rooms are getting bigger and it's really exciting to see that depth, that, that working out. Yeah. And when I do meet a mean girl, because I do meet them, <laughs> I think to myself, wow, we got, we still got work to do. And oh, this yeah. is, and this is what happens when women are not supported. Mm -hmm. They are threatened by other women yeah. and they are nasty you know, they just get so vicious. And so I think like that still does exist. I'm not going to say mm -hmm. it doesn't. Right. I don't, I don't see much of it around here, you know, but yeah. I also think that that type of person or that type of woman is like completely repelled by what we're doing at Palette. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but I have hope, I have hope that we're going to, we're going to like win the mean girls over eventually because it's just exhausting that, that type of mindset. Oh, just, it like, is. I mean, that's why I started this podcast because I was like, we need to talk about these things that just aren't talked about enough that people hide and like are ashamed of. It's just so silly. We're all going through the same things. We all have bad days. You know, we all have struggles as a mom. We all you know, want to learn more, right? We want resources. We want, you know, community. We want our village, right? We just need to like find it and we need to put it out there and talk about it and, you know, get past those hard things and think that you're the only one that is going through this. You're not. Yeah. You know, we all you know and there's also just like so many, my mom says this all the time, there's like a multiple way of skinning a cat. And I don't know why that <laughs> term is even a thing because it's so creepy, but there are. I mean, like the yeah. member, like and that's the other thing too, I want to make sure people know, like palette isn't just for like, moms who are working or moms who are also business owners. We have people here who don't have kids. We have yeah. people here who are um, stay-at-home moms. You know, it's yeah. so like we have people who are all from all walks of life. And mm -hmm. what's so powerful about it is that all of those people can show up at the same event at the same table and in the same room and talk it out. And it's just the most incredible and powerful experience to, to, to be in that room, you know? Yeah. And, um, it's, it's so it's, again, it's like evolving us at our emotional intelligence. It's so important to just acknowledge that like, wow, there's a different way to do it. And, yeah. um, and so I welcome anyone who wants to, you know, yeah. hang out with us and, yeah, definitely. and join palette. Um, so where can we find you, Catherine? Yeah. So I, so our palette website is palettecommunity.com. Me personally, I'm on Instagram, predominantly LinkedIn. My, my name is my name. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine I'm going to link it all below. I'll link it. All okay. Below. Awesome. Yeah. And, um, listen, I am, I really do pride myself on being accessible and, you know, if anybody ever wants to meet me for coffee or water or walk around the neighborhood, whatever, I'm open to it. And, um, you know, that was, that was one thing that I found early on is like, you know, a lot of the people who I wanted to, you know, hold court with or like have a meeting with or chat with. And it was like, they were completely un unapproachable or mm -hmm. inaccessible. And, you know, we got to bridge that gap, right? Yeah. If we want more people in this arena. We got to, we got to let them in yeah. and, uh, and no gatekeeping and share, share the experiences and, and, you know, the misses so that, the next generation of people are not, don't have to miss it either. So, yeah. or miss it also. 
Oh, yeah. I hope you have a good editor. <laughs> <laughs> it's my husband. He's awesome. my business partner. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yes. No, you'll be fine. You've been amazing. Um, yeah. And this is so much good information. And I think like really moral of the story is take the risk, get your butt out there, right? Find your community, um, find your women that are going to lift you up and, you know, make you the best that you can be and also be there for you in the, the struggle, right? Like yeah. the hard times. And um, you're doing it right. Like you're, you've got this right. If you're listening mm-hmm. to this podcast, you're obviously of a certain mindset, and so you're yeah. already you're already doing the damn thing. So you just right. got to keep going. And in order to keep going, you got to find people who are going to help you along. Right. And I mean, as you said, you have partners all over the U.S. So even if you're not in New York, you know, we can find you. Find a spot to, you know, even if you're a stay-at-home mom, get out of the house for a bit. Right. Go meet some people. And you know, that's where I'm at right now. I have an office, but I'm like, I need people. Leah's like, you're coming with me to Palette on Tuesday. It's just a little far for me, but I'm excited to meet everybody. I'll probably do the lunch as well. And awesome. Yeah, I need yeah to the get lunch is October 27th. It's always a theme. So this uh, this month's theme is. Western glam. I don't even know what that is. You're going to have to help me with that one. Well, when you go to our website, click on events and Marcella has put together a mood board because um, (laughs) we've had all sorts of themes. So we've always kind of like created a mood board for people to know like what they could possibly get away with wearing, you know, but it's just like come as you are. And the, the theme is just like to break the ice and to kind of level the playing field which is, it, it, you know, that's like part of our magic is making yeah. everyone in the room feel like um, equal and yeah. and like no one's better than anybody. Nobody has it figured out. And right. uh, let's just let's just get to work with each other. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Catherine. Thank you for coming on here and taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you. Thanks and I'm so, so much. glad you're feeling better, by the yes. way, and that you're alive. I love that you're alive. I am alive. <laughs> yes. Well, I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.